Are you recording? I am recording. Welcome to season three of My Wax Museum. This season, I'm going to start off by interviewing my little sister, my twin sister, Alandra Williams. We talk about things like reading, writing, and best friends. Of course, after this episode, take the time to listen for just five minutes today to somebody else's story. You might be surprised how interesting they actually are. Without further ado, enjoy our conversation. Alandra, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thanks for having me. How do we know each other? Uh, well, you're my brother. <gasps> what? Surprise! Yay! Welcome to season three, everybody, of My Wax Museum, featuring my sister, Alandra. So, we know each other because we're siblings. So, we've known each other forever. Since I was born. I mean, since I was born, if we're twins. Yeah, that's true. Right? True. Right. So, we've known each other forever. So I feel like I know pretty much everything about your life. I know a lot about your life. But at the same time, I feel like that's a total... Lie? Total lie. Because you're, you're, you're your own person. You're your own individual. And although I know you really well, I think, there's a lot I don't know about you. So why don't we start with where you're from? Okay, well, I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, for anybody not. You got to speak up. Oh, sorry. Um, so what hospital were you born in? Don't worry, that's a normal question that I ask all of my guests. <laughs> the Foothills? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were born in the Foothills Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You're like, questioning do what? i actually know this alex was it the foothills hospital it was the foothills so you were born in the foothills hospital like so many of us so many people who have been on my podcast um and and where where has your life gone from there where have you lived what has your experience been like i've always lived in the south of calgary i've never ventured north and what kind of impact do you think that's had on you? Me living in the South? Yeah, you spending all that time in South Calgary. Well, I don't know the North. Yeah. Like at all. Like I go up North, I'm like, hold on, wait, I'm lost, help. And I have to, like I I rely heavily on maps, Google right. maps. Right. To get me places because I don't, I don't know it that well. And I'm not like... I don't really have a reason to be up there anyways. I mean, I've kind of had the same experience. I eventually moved up there mm-hmm. um, and learned about it. And now it's not as much of a mystery to me. Uh, one thing I am curious about your life. since Okay, since since I know you pretty well, I feel like I can kind of get into some more specifics. So you, you started school uh, in French immersion. Yes. What grade did you leave? I went into English in grade four. Okay. So, and Bryce was grade one? Oh, I, Something I don't like remember. That. Yeah. So, you went, you, you switched from French immersion in grade to, four, or you started 
I started English. Like, I left French immersion and started English in grade four. Right. And why, why did you switch? Um... I switched because I was struggling, um, like, reading English and writing English. And I was struggling also, like, reading, writing French, too. It was it was kind of hard um, learning French at school and then having to go home and, like, having English there at home and not really, like, French. Right. You, you know? So, like, I didn't... I wasn't adaptable as you and Jericho were. Right. To learning two languages at once. Right. Yeah. Because I remember, uh, I remember in earlier years, I was a better speller in French than English when I was in grade one because I hadn't learned how to spell anything really. Yeah. In English, yeah. And that's how it was for me. Like, I was better in French than I was at English, but I was still struggling a lot in French. Right. Like, I I could definitely, like, speak it pretty well because in... (laughs) I remember my grade one teacher, scariest lady ever, um, she... We would get in trouble for not speaking French in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, that was part of, kind of part of the program. Yeah. Um, was, you had to, you had to speak French because they're trying to teach it to you and there's no sense in them teaching it to you if you're sitting there in a French class. Speaking English. Speaking English, especially if you're capable of yeah. French. And like, that's the thing, like, I was, I, I was speaking in French as, like, pretty well. As far as a grade one immersion kid goes right yeah yeah um but uh when it came to writing the words i was speaking i couldn't um reading them as well like i didn't i couldn't understand that part either like it was it was harder reading and writing than it was speaking right and that was like the same with english too yeah, because I remember, I remember when you had your English homework. I remember seeing you doing a spelling test once, and you'd put e's at the end of everything, because in French a lot of words end with e, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing the way that you would write English words was with e's <laughs> all over the place, just extra e's, extra letters, because French French is all extra letters. Well, as like a little kid, like it was confusing. Yeah. Doing like doing both languages at once. Right. And so then so then you switched to just regular track English. We call it we say English school, but I guess it's just plain it's just school. normal public school. <laughs> and was that was that better for you? How long did it take for you to adjust? It was hard. Because, so because I had done French for a few years, switching into English, um, I know quite a few of my classmates that I was stupid Hmm. because I couldn't really read or write in English. And so it, it took a little adjusting to it. Um, 
I had classmates tell me I was dumb and on like group projects they were like oh don't do anything we'll just do it and then I would get in trouble by the teacher for not doing anything because they didn't want me to mess up the project right because I was obviously at like a lower skill level than they were and so when when do you think it was that you caught up to that skill level? Mm, so I, I had an IPP as soon as I um, like got into like English and school. What's an IPP? Um, it's it's a personal, uh, like it's a personal program learning thing. I forget what it stands for. Okay. Exactly. Um, but it's supposed to help students who are struggling um, to get better um, at school. So uh, one of the perks was for all my exams, I was allowed twice as much time as everybody else, which um, like a lot of people, uh, like if you get exam anxiety, like kids... Um, some kids are on IPPs because of that. Um, so they get extra time on exams and stuff. Like, I was able to um, get extra time on, like, any schoolwork, any projects. All I had to do was ask the teacher, and I was allowed extra time. Um, but it mainly helped because, um, because I was struggling with English it helped me get better. So I remember um, getting taken out of class and them taking me aside to work on my reading skills, my writing skills. Um, and like I would have to do reading comprehension tests and stuff every every now and again. So like some kids would be like, oh, you got to miss class. Like that's so much fun. You're so lucky. I remember I was jealous of you because I'm she gets all that extra time. Yeah, which actually, oh, the extra time helps so much on my exams. Yeah. I honest, I honestly probably would have failed my diplomas if I did not get the extra time. Really? So so yep. it carries, you You had the IPP all the way until you finished grade all 12? All the way until I finished grade 12. And is that is that a normal thing or does it depend who you um, are? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I know some kids were like, oh yeah, I had an IPP like for a few years in school, but I don't think I have it anymore. Um, I'm not, um, I remember getting sent home with like IPP progress reports for like mom and dad. Right. Um, like in junior high, but never in high school. Okay. But you, but I still, but I still I think I still technically had it. Okay. And they still, like, gave me, like, the extra time. Because I remember they said, okay, anybody who has an IPP, like, come talk to me. And so I went and I talked to the teacher and they're like, all right, you get you get extra time for your exams. Most of, actually for all, no, not all my exams. Most of my exams, I was in different rooms than most really? of the other students. Because I got extra time. So they had they had us in different rooms because um, because when your time was up for the exams, 
they they would let you know like hey like your time's up you have to stop and then that was it right Um, so but because you had extra time but because i had extra time i was in a different classroom with other students who also had extra time right um and they would let us know all right the standard exam time is finished you are now going into your extra time right so it was just a notification like hey you're halfway through yeah right or i guess is it do some kids just get an hour extra or is everybody just kind of generally hey take as long as you want um no so if um like if you're given like two hours to do an exam you get four oh okay yeah so you get twice as much time as everybody else and that helped because you you used it yeah yeah so i remember going into an exam uh at 9 a.m and i didn't finish till like 1 30 or 2 so like i uh i didn't really use my extra time in grade 10 or 11 right but in grade 12 for my diplomas i used it right. i definitely used it yeah. and i was so thankful to have it too so i'm i'm curious because i've i've never needed extra time for an exam or anything and i know um i i know i'm very you know i i I don't struggle with test anxiety Mm -hmm. like i just kind of i i just feel kind of "Eh, whatever you know i'll go in and i'll write the exam but for you exams stress you out a little bit right um sometimes some exams yeah yeah um I definitely didn't like taking them when I, like, in grade 10 and stuff. Like, I didn't, I hated taking my math and my science exams because those those weren't the subjects that I was good at. Right. At all. So, those those were the ones that I kind of stressed out on. But social, I was fine with. Um, I kind of stressed on my diploma exam, but... English was kind of one where, like, you kind of can't really study for it. Right. Yeah, I guess English is more you have to just kind of know the principles and it's more of a comprehension. Yeah. Right. And with being taken out of class all the time, after I switched into just regular, I had done a lot of reading comprehensions. Right. So I was comfortable with the whole like reading comprehension part okay. of like any exam okay which is i mean great that's the one that i struggled the most <laughs> with in school so good for you i'm glad somebody did well well see like i wouldn't say i did well with them mm-hmm. but i was fine doing them right you were comfortable with it yeah so so what i mean because you left french immersion mm-hmm. and then you had to you know figure out okay now i'm only learning one language i'm only learning english and and you said that was a struggle for you and you had your ipp set up and all of this how because i know you're an avid reader now you do a lot of reading what what started that how'd you how how did you get into that so i was in an art school for grade five to grade nine And, like, I thought, oh, yeah, like, arts is what I want to be doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
we were really hands-on and that was a lot of fun but I never really stepped into the library except for to use the computers and like I volunteered in the library sometimes to like help with shelving because I took leadership when I hit grade seven so I had to do volunteering and that was one of the easiest ways um and so like grade five and six I never really went into the library never really got any books out grade seven when I went into leadership uh, I started volunteering in the library and I was doing some volunteer work with some friends and then uh one of my friends went and she had checked out a book and then um like a week later she had read it and she was telling me about it Hmm. and so like I had like I had only checked out one book from the library really that like wasn't to do with like any school work or anything like it was just oh this seems interesting I'm gonna try and read it and like I did and I I did quite enjoy that book so my friend and I uh, she was telling me about this book and she went to the library to return it and uh she was she told me she was like hey you gotta read this book like it's so good that book was the Hunger Games okay so that is that the one that did it for you that was my gateway that that was in in sense that was my gateway drug into reading into reading yeah yeah so i read it and it took me a few weeks because i wasn't like i was still struggling with english and stuff right um and then i read the next one and then she was super excited for the third one to come out and so I read the third one and then I just and then she just kept um saying hey like these are books that like I like you might like them too they're pretty similar and so I just kept reading mm-hmm. and it got to the point like if I sat down and like got into a book I could finish it like if I had nothing else planned for a day I could finish it that day yeah and like i could like i can tell you exactly what happened in there in detail so um like i started reading and and that's what got me into reading Mm. um and then i started finding other books that i liked um i learned pretty early that i wasn't too into books that were written in third person I quite enjoyed first-person books. Okay. Because I found that um, they got you in there. Right. More. Um, So, and then actually, um, because of reading, that actually helped with my English. Yeah, yeah. So, I went, I remember I went into... um, one of my reading comprehension tests to see kind of like where I was at. I think this was in grade, I think this was in grade nine. Okay. That like this happened. They said that I was at a grade 12 reading level. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, like it was kind of like surprising to them because they were like, hold on, wait, you like last year you were barely at a grade eight or grade seven or whenever um 
and then like I jumped there's still like some some words that I get stumped on right um but like overall like in like I can read pretty much anything yeah, you're comfortable with it. Yeah. You're you're comfortable with the language and mm-hmm. and with the comprehension. Yeah. And like I I was still struggling a little bit to like fully understand. Like my reading had gotten better. Um but I wouldn't say my comprehension was quite at really? that level. Um so like in high school I took dash 2 classes which isn't a shame like I loved my classes yeah um you you learn everything everybody else does um the textbooks are just written easier so they don't have um like and this is what I've been told I haven't actually like sought this out for myself but yeah I was told that dash one like social studies textbook for example um was written at a higher um reading comprehension level than dash two huh that's interesting yeah i wouldn't so like they would they would use like bigger words um more sophisticated words probably um that's interesting i'd like to see that i i didn't like look too into it that's what i was told yeah so i'm like now kind of talking about it, I'm kind of curious on if what? that's actually true. Because I do remember like there is different textbooks for Dash 1 and Dash 2. Right. So it would make sense that like that's the difference in there. Yeah. But you still learn all the same things that everybody else does. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know how it's different. I'd be curious to see the whole layout of how they... How they create those courses differently. Yeah. Um, but so so you were able to get through that, improve your reading, improve your understanding of English, which is awesome. I remember when you started reading and we were all like, What is what is going on? Because it was just more and book. more books. Yeah. And and yeah, you're you're one of the most avid readers in the family. I think you might have some competition with a couple of the younger ones. Well, I don't read so much anymore because of work. Right. Work's kind of taken over that. Um, But, like, I try to read as much as I can when I can. Right. And what kind of books do you enjoy? Mm. I don't know. I... I don't read, like, biographies and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Learning about famous people is slightly boring to me. I like reading. Like, I've read The Hunger Games. I've read Divergent. Um, So, young adult, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, kind of. um, Dystopian future kind of. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I have a few books um, that are kind of more on, like, the supernatural side. Okay. Um, like vampires and stuff kind of thing? You mm, haven't... Have you read Twilight? I got 11 chapters into Twilight and then was like, nope. And it, Really? I, I might still have my copy somewhere. 
but I just I couldn't do it. There's a copy of the Twilight series right behind you. I know. <laughs> and they're not in order. Are they not? No. And it's annoying me. I want to fix it. Oh, that's funny. Um, I don't know if it was done like that on purpose, though. I feel like it wor- kind of works how the color scheme is, maybe. That might be what it is. Is because of the color scheme of maybe. it and the sizes. Um, but, yeah, okay. So so you, you learned... Um, I mean, you learned how to read better. You you improved mm-hmm. your spelling, uh, and obviously your wow. comprehension. I mean, spelling's a work in progress, always. But at least, at least you can read, right? Yeah. And uh, and you like writing as well a little bit too. Yes. And so, is that a hobby that you keep up? This is me asking as your brother. Right? <laughs> how are your hobbies going? Um. Again, because of work, I haven't written anything, but I did, like, um, I did for a while. I was writing quite a bit. I posted it on Wattpad. I don't know if anybody has read any of my stuff, though. Okay, that's a lie. I have gotten a few views. Which is kind of interesting. It's cool that there's a place that that yeah. people can post their writing and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I read quite a bit off of the that uh, app as well. It's also a website. I mainly read off the app, though. So, okay, so you're reading just kind of indie works um, by, by who? Do you know? Just random people? Yeah. And how do you, how do you find it? Um, so... Uh, on Wattpad, they have different um, like genres. Like you can go fantasy, you can go romance, you can um, you can look up werewolf, and it will point you like when people post um, their work, they do hashtag, and then like werewolf, romance, action, whatever, right. and that's kind of how you find their stuff. On oh, there. okay, right. Yeah, and then. Um, and then you read it. You can leave comments. So, um, like a lot of this, a lot of the stuff on there is just people like doing it as like a hobby. Wanting um, a lot of people um, comment, "Oh my gosh, I love this part," or they're like, "Oh, I hate this character." Um, some people say, "Oh, by the way, like this is spelt wrong." Like, um, there's a whole variety of there's comments. a whole variety of comments yeah and like um and like that's the thing like uh some of the people writing these stuff they will actually like say oh like authors know and like put something in and be like hey thank you guys for like your feedback on like the mistakes i've made like i'm gonna go through and fix it mm-hmm. and then they'll like um they'll fix their spelling mis- mistakes or punctuation or whatever. So it's right. um it's kind of like a friendly place for people who kind of write as like a hobby. Right. And like again because it is like open to ev- everybody who like has like is signed up for it. Um like there's going to be those people who are like, "Oh, your writing sucks. You're like who just like are just rude mm-hmm. and and like there's uh i've read a few stories off of there where the author is like hey like 
I'm just putting this out there. If you don't like my story, don't read it. Like, I'm, it kind of sucks that they have to, like, tell them, like, hey, like, if you don't like it, don't keep reading it kind of thing. Because right. there's there's some people who will post, like, every chapter, like, oh, this story just keeps getting worse, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, stop reading it if you don't like it. Yeah. You don't have to read it. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of stories out there. Yeah. Read something else. Huh. Yeah. And um, I came across one story on that app, actually, um, that I ended up getting off of. um, Like, there was a sale, so it was for free off of, like, iBooks or whatever. Oh, cool. Um. And so this lady, she's actually published. And I found her book on Wattpad. And so I've read the first two in her series, um, but I haven't read the third. Mm -hmm. Because I just can't take myself to spend money on it. But But it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. They're really good. So how... How do you go about discovering a new story? Is it, I mean, you, you said that there are the hashtags that you can search for, for new stuff. Uh, but when you go out and spend the money on a book, how do you decide that that's a good buy? Um, I read like the back or like the inside cover. Right. Um, where it kind of tells you like kind of what the book's about. Like sometimes it will have like a snippet of the book um sometimes it will be like um so and so and her best friend go on a road trip whatever so like it kind of tells you a little bit and if if that kind of interests me then I'll open it up and if it's in first person then I'll start reading like I'll start reading like the first chapter right a little bit and if it catches me within like the first chapter then that's kind of where I buy it. Um, so it's not just based on my buddy's recommendation. No. It's, you try it out. Do you pick up random books at the bookstore when you go to Indigo? Do you just kind of thumb through a little bit and say, actually, I'll buy this one? Um, I don't buy random books without like knowing what they're about first. Right, I mean, you um, read a little bit yeah. of the cover and but whatever. Like if, if I'm like looking through all like peruse, I'll look at the covers and like if um if the cover looks interesting or like the title of it kind of um strikes me, then that's when I pick it up and I'll do like my little checks. Right, and see see what you think. Yeah. And they're like I don't strictly read in first person because mm-hmm. I have, like, I have read other books that aren't written in first person that I quite enjoy. Um, but it's it's definitely what, like, I love to read. Right. And so I'm kind of curious, uh, going, going back kind of more to the narrative of your life is there any significant way that reading books reading these books specifically is there any specific way that doing that has impacted your life or changed your life to 
to be more meaningful or to um, to make you happier and how has it done that well reading is kind of it's kind of like an escape mm-hmm. from life so like and that's why i prefer first person books because um they i find they get me into it better right because it's written like i went to the store or whatever um instead of um like somebody telling you the story and you're kind of just like a bystander just like watching and so they've kind of um been able to like take me out of like whatever is happening in my life at the moment mm-hmm. and kind of take me somewhere else um whether it be like the hunger games or do you, anywhere do you really else. want to go to the hunger games though? no i don't um but like just like the worlds that um or like the situations that these authors like come up with like i know a lot of people say it's easier to write on like stuff you know and like like personal experiences right so like with that i kind of think like oh like has the author maybe gone through something like this if hmm. if like it it is easier to write on personal experiences because like for me if i were to write from a guy's point of view well i'm i'm a girl so how am i supposed to do that right right like it's kind of a little harder to write from a male point of view because i'm a girl like i don't know how you guys think <laughs> right and and so is there a specific way in which you would write like what i would write yeah about my um that your characters would go through something similar maybe embellished with some fantasy fantasy elements well i have um kind of worked done like a little story where like i'm kind of like the main character and then my best friend's in there now my best friend her name is Shaylin. Mm-hmm. And we've been friends since grade five. So we've been friends for a long time. We went to different high schools and we weren't really able to like hang out as much. Um, actually, I think I've seen her more within the last two months than I've seen her in the last like four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like in, in my story, like because... Um, like, for me, I kind of felt like I, like, stood still hmm. um, after junior high. I went to high school. I kind of stayed in the same place and um, other than moving into my own place. Right. I've stayed at the same job for the last four years. Right. Um, whereas um, she now, she's, uh, she lives in Airdrie now. So she's... Oh, really? Yeah, wow. so she's moved away. Well, Airdrie's, away as in Airdrie's not, not that far, far, but considering I live in South Calgary, right, and Airdrie's north, it's at least an hour drive for you. Yeah, so, um, like in my story, like um, I've kind of switched the roles. So like, my main character, who is essentially kind of me, is the one who moves away. It kind of has like her personality in there because i know 
I know her really well, so. Right. It's like, why would I try and make up somebody? Because, like, that's just, that's not real, right? Right. So, like, and I know, um, I know, like, you know how Bryce has been obsessed with the best two years? Has he? Oh. I had to tell him to stop watching it. You know what I did with The Sound of Music? How I watched it every single day? Right. And then Daryl was like, can you stop? That's that's Bryce with the best two years. Oh, boy. Yeah, so so Bryce has watched, like, all the commentary and stuff on the movie, and he has... Really? He has said um, that the guy who wrote The Best Two Years, um, he had companions, like, all the, all the missionaries in The Best Two Years. Right, right. Yeah, so... Like, I, I do think there's kind of, like, an element. Yeah, you of, have to base it off of... Yeah, you have, you have to base you, it off of somewhere yeah. that you know. Yeah, it has to come from a real place. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, so for you, it's that experience between you and your best friend, Shaylin. What makes her your best friend? What makes somebody best friends? Um, well... No matter how far away we are from each other, we can um, we can still get together and act like nothing, like no time has passed. Like whether we go out to a movie or like go out for dinner, like we still catch up because we haven't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's not like um, like some of my friends that I uh, had in high school. If I ran into them. Honestly, I would probably be like, oh my gosh, okay, walk away. And I would, I would, I would run the other way because I haven't spoken them in forever. So it's like, for me, I'm kind of like, well, I don't really know who you are anymore. Right. Which actually that kind of happened the other day. Oh, really? I went, yeah, I went to the mall with Shaylin actually. And we ran into somebody that we went to junior high with. And she's like, oh, we should, she didn't, she didn't know until after we left the store. Right. And I was like, oh, so-and-so was, works in there. I was like, that's so awkward. And then she's like, oh, what? We should go say hi. Like, I haven't seen her in forever. I was like, no, let's just keep walking. (laughs) Like. Right. Because like, like, um, to Shaylin, Shaylin hasn't seen her since junior high. Whereas I went to high school with her too. Right. And through high school, like, we kind of drifted apart. And so, for me, I'm like, well, we kind of really didn't end going to school as friends. Right, right. Whereas Shaylin is like, oh. Last time she saw her, they were buddies. Yeah. Right. And so, like, um, it definitely, like, with friendships and stuff like you still got to work at it like Shaylin and I text each other sometimes we'll snap each other sometimes um most of the time she's sending me pictures of her dogs which are so cute puppies are cute (laughs) yeah we didn't talk for I think like a year or two and then like I was kind of like oh like I I should text Shaylin see how she's doing Mm mm-hmm and I kind of, like, I ignored my inner me being like, oh, go reach out to your friend. And then she reached out to me. Hmm. And, like, she was like, hey, like, 
I don't know what's been happening with you, but, and she, like, let me know, like, what was going on in her life and stuff, and, um, like, it was just kind of interesting that, like, she was thinking about, like, reaching out to me the same time I was to her, Yeah. but she actually, she actually pulled through on it. Yeah, like, we still get together, we, like, we catch up, and we still, like, kind of act like we hang out like all the time right but we don't because we're both busy and with with me living in like the deep south calgary and her living in airdrie Airdrie, like it's kind of hard to get together yeah it's a jaunt yeah Yeah. but yeah like whenever we are together it's like nothing's like no time has passed really right and like we've been friends since grade five Hmm. so So that's i mean that's got to be what 12 years 14 14 years yeah yeah well she counted she gave me a card at christmas and she's like thanks for the 14 years of friendship i was like wait it's been 14 years already and she's like yeah i was like how time flies more than half your life (laughs) yeah so i mean obviously you're pretty young if 14 years is more than half your life obviously you've got a lot of good in your life uh you've got you've got books and friends i feel like that's been most of the conversation yeah uh we've had um and so you've got you've got these good things and and so what do you see and what do you hope for your future what do you want what do i want I want to be left alone. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I could just sit at home and read books, I think I would be the happiest person ever. Hmm. I really I really miss reading and like with work taking up most of my time. I like I look at my full bookshelf and I'm like I haven't read like half of those books cuz I go to the bookstore. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this. And then work gets crazy and I work crazy hours and then I forget. Right. So you want to read. That's what you want. Yeah. Pretty Sounds much. Sounds like a pretty chill life. Yeah. I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> Just chilling and reading. Yeah. No, it's not my thing. <laughs> There's, well, I guess, I mean, I read a little bit, but not like you read. They don't really read much anymore. Let's say in 60 years, you and I are at a family reunion together. Um, and we're sitting there and there's this, I mean. Are you expecting us to live till we're 80? Yeah, I'm expecting us to live that long. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to live past 60. So. What? No way. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm expecting to die from my job. Well, (laughs) okay. Let's say that doesn't happen. (laughs) Okay. And you make it to 80 and we're at a family reunion while sitting around, hanging out, having a gay old time. (laughs) And, and, and what do you see? What, what's your life been? This is ideal, ideal world. What do you want? Um, I haven't really thought about that. Well, think about it. <laughs> and uh, if you don't have an answer to that, 
I reckon you won't have an answer to this. This is a question since we're in season three of My Wax Museum. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately is meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the meaning and the purpose of your life? good question well I want to be a teacher because um so I did cosmetology in school right Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm left-handed and our teacher is right-handed and Mm -hmm. so all of the there was three other left-handed girls in my class which honestly was the most left-handed people in any of my classes Mm -hmm. um and they couldn't understand how the teacher was doing some hairstyles because we kind of do things a little backwards a little differently than everybody else and so for me um i've been able to um learn and change how I've been shown how to do things so I understand. Right. So I can help others to understand. And I would like to think that I've been able to learn that skill to um, be able to help teach other people. Right. Um, so then they, um, they can understand and they can... Because everybody learns in a different way. Like some people prefer reading um, right. over watching uh, like a documentary or whatever. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I would t- take a documentary over a biography of somebody any day. Mm-hmm. Um. So like everybody like learns in a different way. And so I think like for like me wanting to be a teacher, I think kind of like um, the purpose of me kind of wanting to be a teacher is to help um, other people learn and figure out how they learn best hmm. to help them. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I like that. I think that's great. Well, thanks, Lando, for being on my podcast. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. And... Uh, you can catch more conversations between the both of us on our new podcast, but only if your name is Alex. You'll understand once you hear the title of the podcast. It's called Alex. Right, Lando? Yep. And uh, with that, thank you. Thank you again for uh, for sharing. I mean, for sharing your whole life with me because I've been here the whole time. Um. <laughs> I wasn't really my whole life, but but uh, but I mean for for sh- sharing some of your thoughts and some of the things about you that I think I didn't understand as well as hopefully I do now. So thanks again. It was really interesting getting to chat with Alandra, someone who I've spent literally my whole life with, was still able to surprise me and help me understand them a little bit better but only because I took the time to sit 
and listen. Maybe there's someone in your life who could do with a little more understanding from you, especially if you think you have them all figured out. Now let's talk about a few things real briefly. The Alex podcast I'm hoping to get up, so if your name is Alex and you'd like to listen to that, that'll be up soon. You'll be able to find it at nightworthy.com slash podcasts. Then, of course, I want to talk about a few ways that you might be able to support the show. Of course, there are ways like sharing this on Facebook, Twitter, and other social networking sites, I guess. Of course, you can support us on Patreon. I mean, I never planned to make money for this. This is something that I kind of just enjoy doing, and it's a hobby, but I'm a student, and I figured if anybody wanted to support that way, they could. That's patreon.com slash mywaxmuseum. Special thanks to my friend Tanner, who has supported the show with the music you hear at the beginning and at the end of each sode. We've also got the Instagram up. That's at mywaxmuseum. But the best way you can support the show is to take the time to listen to someone today. I promise you, you'll be amazed at what you find out.